everyone. Welcome back to the Blah 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 Quadcast. I'm here with Evan. Um, Evan, you can say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. And um, in this episode, this is episode three of the Blah 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 Podcast. Uh, last episode, we talked about the Nintendo Switch Direct that they had for Mario 35th Anniversary. And uh, since we're talking about that, um, 3D All-Stars released, so I'll let Evan with more details on that. Ah, uh, yes, September 18th, 2020, probably one of the best days of the year, uh, to be completely fair. I mean, there wasn't uh, much competition Mario- for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out, and um, I've been addicted to that game since it came out. I've been playing all the games on in the collection, and, mm-hmm. you know, Nintendo could have done better. Let's let's be honest, they could have done better, but the yeah. result is actually, what they gave us is actually pretty great. Um, and I'd say it's worth the 80 bucks. We did get some upgraded graphics in 64. 64 looks pretty good now if you compare it to the older, uh, the original version. Mm-hmm. Even though some people may not realize it, it looks pretty nice. Um, and Sunshine is beautiful in a widescreen now. And with all the textures touched up, it is it is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's a really nice looking game now. And Galaxy looks like it was made in HD almost. It, it looks sure. really, really good now uh, with everything touched up on it. So, um, you know, not a whole lot of work went into this, but um, it's definitely worth the money. And it's definitely uh, the graphics definitely they're improved enough to make it uh, worth it, I'd say. Yeah, I, I from a casual point, it was like, perfect. Like, I played these games a lot in the past, but not as much as, let's say, a speedrunner like you has, right? So it's really good to get that casual market in there, too. And for instance, when I was when I went to pick up my game from um, the store I bought it at, uh, GameStop slash EB Games, if you're Canadian or American, um, there's this little kid, and like, that's a whole new game season experience right there for 80 bucks. That's a pretty good quality deal, I think, right there, especially since there's hordes of people who have never experienced these games before. I've been playing a lot of it as well, mainly playing Sunshine, but all the other games are good too. I'm really impressed what they've been doing with the um, motion controls actually on Galaxy. Like, they're pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, there's a few visual glitches, for instance, on Sunshine. Um, and there's that one scene where they're exiting the plane, Princess Peach and Mario, in the background. They made a visual glitch. And basically, the Princess Peach's um, earrings were actually eyeballs. So I found that's pretty crazy. But other than that, all the games look really good. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, there are uh, a few other visual glitches in mm-hmm. Sunshine, like in some of the secrets, like Bianco 6 with the moving platforms. A casual wouldn't know it, but um, the original game doesn't have the like little blocks for the tracks. It's kind of hard to explain, but there are some glitches with the emulators that Nintendo made mm-hmm. that I'm sure they'll be putting a bit of effort into patching uh, some of those visual glitches and stuff like that. But also, mm-hmm. when I went to uh, the store to buy it, I bought mine at Walmart um, just in the afternoon on release day. Uh, release day here. I didn't like 
you know, <laughs> do the <laughs> Japanese shop trick or anything like that. I went and bought a physical copy at Walmart. And uh, when I was there, there was another guy, uh, probably he was about my age, probably also in his uh, teens buying it. But uh, it looked like he had some younger siblings and they were really excited to play the game. So definitely a huge casual market of uh, and new players to the Mario franchise. Um, that are going to get to experience and enjoy uh, those older yeah. games like so many other people uh, did. And it's yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, another thing i like to add, like even with this limited release date, I thought, oh boy, no one's going to get this. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be hard to get this game. But supplies are actually plentiful. When I went to uh, EB Games, when I picked up my copy, they had a whole shelf full of them, and no one was buying it other than me. So, like... Supplies are plentiful, actually, at least here in Canada. I'm not sure how it is in the States. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a good we, thing. We didn't, have any problems with, we didn't have any problems with pre-orders getting canceled or anything like that here. So, we're mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been mean, kind of living in the middle of nowhere in Canada. So, you know. <laughs> but again, <laughs> everywhere really in Canada is uh, middle of nowhere. So. That's true. <laughs> it's not America. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah. Hmm. So next up, we have a Dream SMP on our schedule. So Dream SMP, for those of you who don't know, is like this SMP that the popular YouTube uh, Minecraft YouTuber Dream made. Dream has been in many famous videos, like he's been in the one v one with Technoblade for a hundred thousand dollars. Many Mr. Beast videos, and Dreams used to hold the world record for speedrunning Minecraft. He's a pretty good Minecraft player, right? So he started an SMP, which stands for Survivor Survival Multiplayer, right? started a huge survival multiplayer server. And uh, at first it was just a few people, but more and more people kept joining. And now it's like, it's like this huge thing and like all the streams are super entertaining, Technoblades in it. In fact, some people made their, their entire channels just from this pretty much. So like coming in it, he took over a million subscribers just from Dream SMP. And pretty much every stream you watch or video, it feels like a mini movie, like part of a huge story. So I was just wondering, um, have you watched any of that? And uh, what do you think of um, SMPs in Minecraft right now? Well, I have not watched any of it. I, I'm not a huge... Uh, well, I like Minecraft, but I'm not one to watch a lot of Minecraft YouTube videos, although I do sneak in the occasional video. Um, <laughs> but I think, it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool uh, how uh, these YouTubers are... <laughs> setting up these uh <laughs> big survival multiplayer uh servers and uh it's definitely interesting sounds like a lot of fun i, I don't know a whole lot about it but uh what do you think boom yeah i think it's very interesting um a lot of the youtubers there they form very advanced like alliances like apparently there's like um there's like whole different countries. I'm not, again, I'm not the biggest watcher of it myself. I, th- I am getting into it right now and I probably will watch it as it does feel like a movie. Like, I think even if you don't like Minecraft, this would be a nice series to watch just for the entertainment, especially if you like many of the YouTubers in there, like Miller Suit. Like, not all of them are Minecraft YouTubers even necessarily, right? So if you have your time and you want to watch it, Dream SP, guys, it's nice quality. Um, so. Yeah, there's a bunch of different countries and alliances. Right now, they just went for, like, some elections and stuff. So it's, like, even player elections, and those can be really funny because, for instance, one guy forgot to vote, and everyone's getting so mad at him because, like, well, why didn't you vote? Like, you know, you got to vote for these things. 
and it's kind of funny. So um, I'll let you do a comment on that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds quite interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's not something like something I definitely want to start watching. Actually, uh, <laughs> if there are things like this happening. You know, big uh, alliances forming. Uh, you know, it could definitely get pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I didn't exactly know what, uh, what was exactly happening there. But with um, voting, <laughs> that's going to get intense. Like, Yeah, and um, that, by the way... That makes for, some um, pretty great YouTube content, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah, and by the way, for the American viewers, you guys don't have an election coming up. Don't be like the guy who forgot to vote in the Dream S&P. Vote for in the election, please, if you can and you're able to. <laughs> um, yeah, but there has been a few acute, um, acute, acute, I cannot pronounce this word right now. Um, there's been a few people who have accused GMSMP of scripting everything. So I was just wondering, uh, do you think, do you think that should affect it at all or not? Personally, I don't think as long as the content's good and it, only some of it's scripted. And it's funny, enjoyable to watch. I don't mind, but I'll let you give your two cents on this. Yeah, so I I don't have a huge problem with scripted content. As long Mm -hmm. as it seems pretty real and it's not super cheesy and stuff and it's still good content that if you didn't know it was scripted, you probably wouldn't really notice. Then I'm completely Mm -hmm. fine with it. But when you have like people like Papa Jake, whose quality of video slowly <laughs> started declining, yeah, <laughs> that's kidding. where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Right now, it does seem really good. There's a lot of high tensions. The presidential campaigns are hilarious. People are like, "Oh my goodness, this is gonna be my last day imagine. of Secretary of State and everything," because there's like this one twelve-year-old on the server. And he has like a million oh subscribers God. and he's 12 years old. So this is like freaking him out and everything. So it's kind of funny for that guy. He's like, oh no, I'm the last day of vice president because he's where he will get reelected. So something <laughs> like that's just hilarious in my opinion. And I love it. Um, How many yeah. parties do they have? <laughs> How many p- parties? Um, I'm actually not yeah. sure. I think literally it's just independence. Like it's just each one's different oh, and everything. Of- There's quite a few players it. in it though. Like Technoblades in it, Dream. Who points the vice president? Oh, it's just a running mate. It's just a running mate, and they just choose whatever. I'm not exactly sure of this stuff, you know. Half the people in the server are from the UK. They don't even have presidents there, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so for next one. Guys, we're going to be talking about Rock League. So Rock League is now free to play for everyone. So if you want to, you're now able to play Rock League for free. So um, this brings a good question that although these free games are enjoyable for many new players, right? Kind of feels like uh, old players kind of feel a bit left out from this, right? This is like, oh, I paid for this game. All these new players coming on. It's going to be full of noobs now. And they feel a bit frustrated. So um, Epic's new strategy of giving these games out for free. I was just wondering, do you think this is a good idea, a bad idea? And what do you think of the, these battle path um, systems for games? Well, it definitely seems to have paid off for Epic games, especially with Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fortnite, still people play it a lot today. Uh, so 
they're obviously going to go for the same strategy. It's making them a ton of money. <laughs> and it makes sense uh, for Epic Games. And there, there are a lot more people who are going to play it now. And then there are going to be kids who want the battle pass and beg their parents for money and stuff like that. <laughs> That's how it always goes. So getting the yeah. game on the market for free, it is a good business strategy. Uh, for Especially for games that are going to appeal a lot to younger children like Rocket League, for example. Uh, it, it just works. It makes the money. And I think that's Epic's... Mm-hmm. That, well, that is obviously Epic's goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also are trying to promote their game browser as well. And so instead of going to Steam, people are like, oh, it's going Epic, right? So um, mm-hmm. because of that, there's also a whole new thing in that. They're trying to encourage people to do that. Like, that's why they opened GTA uh, 5 for free, right? Because they want people to install their browser so they can play it. So yeah, I yeah. think this is a pretty good idea as it has proven to be profitable. But what do you think about how older players feel but when their game is, you know, kind of ruined with all these newbies as well, say? <laughs> oh yeah, I know a ton of people who play Rocket League, including you, and uh, most of them are not too happy about it. Uh, they're pretty upset with Epic. <laughs> they're like, they're gonna ruin it. Um, and mm-hmm. so far... To me, it doesn't look terrible. I actually didn't have Rocket League before, but I've played it a lot in the past. Sorry, um, are you able to just talk about the Rocket League part? I think just when you ended with who were you, um, you know, our people who played it, because you just like it a bit there, so I just want to make sure the viewers oh, heard everything. Yeah, so I know a lot of people no, no, no who play it. I know a lot of people who play it, and they're not too happy with uh, Epic Games. They thought they were gonna ruin it so far it doesn't look too bad (laughs) at least from my point of view (laughs) and i've played rocket league before a number of times uh but yeah i we'll see what epic does hopefully they don't completely ruin it um they're doing like epic's doing their normal season thing like they do with Mm -hmm. all their games so that's gonna be interesting how they do that I, I i don't know i just hope they don't completely mess up the game uh, yeah and it's gonna suck with a lot of because they're gonna add bots and stuff and they're gonna add younger children and like well younger children are gonna play it a lot and they're the bots are gonna be like letting you win and stuff and it's gonna be dumb but <laughs> I don't know. yeah i mean so far i have looked most of the changes a few things i'm like oh i, don't, I wish they didn't add that but most of it's been pretty good, in my opinion. Um, so, Rockley already had bots, so that's one good thing. Epic will need to add a whole bunch of new things for that. But it'll be interesting to see if they either decide to tune down the difficulty or, like, what they do with that. Because right now, the bots are actually pretty decent, uh, sort of speak. They're not bad compared to other bots in video games, let's say. So um, it'll be very interesting mm. what Epic does for that. So um, yeah, and hmm. uh, I, I was we were playing it yesterday. You guys are watching the footage right now. If you're on YouTube or Twitch, uh, you can see the game footage of me and Boom playing Rocket League when we recorded that yesterday. Um, <laughs> 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 that was we got some pretty clutch goals that game. 
But uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, being able to play the game. And I feel like a lot of people can say the same where they're happy that's free. Um, aside from there are some downsides, but there are going to be a lot more people playing it, not just younger kids. There will be a lot more people who are actually good at it playing it as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, I- I'm hoping to get better at it. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun yesterday uh, working with Boombi Q to get those clutch W's, except for the first game we lost. It was kind of sad. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a really fun game, and I'm happy that uh, it's free for people to play. I was really hyped up when I uh, Boom uh, sent me a DM on Instagram, and he's like, September 23rd, Rocket League's going to be free. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was hyped up for that. You know, there's 3D All-Stars that also was coming out. And then Super Mario Bros. 35 comes out really soon. This is just like the two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best two weeks of the year. <laughs> Let's be completely honest. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really, I do think it's going to it's gonna bring a bit more competition to the game. There are obviously going to be older players who are going to be facing off against more people who aren't as good. But eventually, you know, you're going to have more people playing it. And uh, mm-hmm. queue time is also really good right now. We have to mention queue time. Yeah, it is. Queue time was like in... five seconds when we were. <laughs> yeah, it was really fast. Um, yeah, I'm personally a big fan of this change. Like, I like it being free. Because not only me, because I personally paid for it, right? But now that it's free mm-hmm. for everyone, I don't need to switch online to play it. I can just play it. Right. Plus, and all right. my friends with the cross-platform play features they've added. And all that stuff. I can play with all my friends. Like I've noticed I've been playing it more now because it's free because my other friends will have yeah. it so I can play with them. It's half the fun in video yeah, games just playing with other people. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's what makes it more fun. I also mm-hmm. completely forgot cross-platform play is a thing on it, right? Which yeah. is awesome. I, I was really unhappy with Epic Games back in those Fortnite days when PS... Four couldn't play with Xbox and Switch, but all of that's gone. Every platform can play with each other. You can go play with your friends now. They just need some sort of console, and they can get it for free. They yeah. or if they even just yeah, have, have a computer, <laughs> yeah, or on your phone, right? Is I don't it think it's a phone game. I don't think it is. It's a pretty oh, graphics-intensive game, actually. So that's true. Um, Epic's probably going to try to work on that, though, because, you know, they got Fortnite out on mobile, and <laughs> they probably want to do a similar thing with Rocket League, I'd assume. Do yeah. same thing with GTA Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very easy to get it now, and you can play with all of your friends, which makes it even more fun. Yeah, Unless exactly. you don't have friends, then you just play with random people. Yeah, sorry here, but we're a bit, uh, we're a bit discriminatory to people who don't have friends. We always mention friends, but you know it's okay. We've all been there. <laughs> we feel you. <laughs> um, so now that we're mentioning um, Rocket League with the graphics and how they actually have decent graphics, that brings. I guess I can progress into our next topic. Um, so it's about the new Switch, and Evan, I'll let you explain that to everyone. Yeah, so there have been some rumors circulating on new uh, on YouTube that uh, Nintendo exposed 
uh, new console coming soon, which supposedly is going to have 4K graphic capabilities. Um, and I don't know how much of that is true. This is a lot of speculation based off of some uh, rumors uh, and some like Nintendo had some sort of meeting or something. <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going on there, but uh, people are speculating that we're going to get a new Switch next year. Um, mm -hmm. And Nintendo has said a few times that they want to prolong the life cycle or the life of, I guess, of the Switch. And, uh, you know, we're getting close to that six year mark, which is about the max cutoff for Nintendo, where they're like, you know, dropping a new console by that time so if they want to get by with the switch a little bit longer of course the difference between the wii u and switch was only four years because the wii u was a huge fail mm -hmm. um, but if they want to prolong the life of the switch they're gonna have to get something else new out of course we got the switch Lite a couple of years ago and uh, if we get some sort of Switch Pro, Switch XL, something like that, something that's maybe more, not as compact, but has better graphic capabilities, uh, runs a bit faster, has better battery life, has um, better controllers like the Joy-Cons work better, something like that, <laughs> and better graphic capabilities, of course. Um, then I think we're going to, then I think that'll be something that a lot of people will also buy, you know, Nintendo will be able to keep the Switch on the market longer because of that. Uh, and then they might wait maybe even seven, eight years uh, since the release of the Switch before we get a new console. Although I'm not really too sure if they do that. But um, yeah, we're looking at 2021 as the release of this. And uh, if we don't get something like this uh, in 2021, 2022, then we're probably looking to some sort of new console in 2023. So again, lots of speculation. Um, you know, not big rumors. We don't really we have like very little confirmed about this, but it's yeah. definitely something that people are uh looking into and are hoping is true because everyone wants to play their games in 4K. And uh of course, hopefully Nintendo, you know allows compatibility with their other switch consoles so hopefully the joy cons will uh work on both consoles which they should hopefully like you can still uh like attach them to the console and i don't exactly know how that would work if they're making it a bit bigger but uh we'll see what nintendo does we really have no idea what's uh what they're gonna do with this console if it comes out so it's really just speculation and trying to come up with some theories of what nintendo might do and we know that this isn't going to be like the bare minimum, which we knew with uh, the 3D All-Stars situation. They will definitely be putting some work into this to make it uh, a moneymaker for sure. And uh, yeah. hopefully hopefully we get something like that soon. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't sell for too much. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe like 500 max 500 canadians would probably sell 400 in america that's yeah, like probably. max that's 100 more than uh the original switch sold for so mm -hmm. we'll see what nintendo does with that yeah i mean this will be nintendo's first 4k console if i'm correct that's pretty crazy yeah. to think about right there um i also be interesting because the cartridges i figure would be pretty hard to get 4k on but 
maybe that's not as hard as I thought it would be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Now, the source, at least the source I saw, it's from like this guy who translated um, a Nintendo meeting in Japanese to English as he spoke Japanese, right? On Twitter. So mm-hmm. the source isn't very reliable. We're relying on this guy a lot, and this guy could easily be making this whole thing up. So, you know, this is speculation here. It's like he isn't confirmed. But, yeah, I mean, I do hope they do release this console. Is this really will prolong the Switch's lifespan? And the Switch is a really yeah. good console. And I hope, I'm hoping it'll kind of be like the next, like, DS. Because the DS started with a 1. I had the 2DS, 3DS, right. DS XL. All those mm-hmm. DSs, right? And then they made a whole bunch of rebrands. The DS was very popular. Yeah, because I think, like, I think part of the reason the Wii U failed was partially because the 3DS, because the 3DS had all the games the Wii U had. So um, I'm not getting into that. And you could also go, to go with <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you could also get into the designs, because at one point they were making designs on the 3DS all the time, and people bought more than one for the designs. So even if they did that yeah. for the Switch, it should really prolong the Switch lifestyle, which I'm happy about because then I get to play with it being supported for longer. Mm-hmm. And I can't really think of and any we'll cons. See. We'll see what happens with that because traditionally Nintendo's kept their home consoles. Uh, you know, every six-ish years they come up with something completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the handheld consoles, they kind of have like certain generations like the Game Boy and the DS. And we do know that the DS family has officially uh, or not necessarily, I think the 3DS is done with production. So I think we've seen the end of the DS family. Um, but now we have the Switch, which is a hybrid of home and uh, mm-hmm. portable consoles. So we're not really sure what Nintendo's going to do with this, right? Um, yeah. They did throw the Switch light at us, which is exclusively portable. Um, but we don't exactly know what direction Nintendo's going to head now that they have a sort of hybrid console. It's also important to keep in mind that uh, Sony is releasing the PS5 uh, and Microsoft is releasing the Xbox Series X. So, yes, Nintendo does need to get something out, but they also don't want to compete directly with Sony and Microsoft because they're Mm -hmm. not going to win. If they release, like, a year after it would make sense or like half a year after they, you know, get all their stuff done. Um, then they probably have a pretty good chance of selling a, a good number of units. Yeah. I mean, I personally think they're going to go a bit more for the handheld approach. As you know, as you said, the DS family's ending, I think. And I think that is very accurate. I think it's been ending for a while now. And I think they're just going to make the switch into like the new family. And, because I think right now, I think even from the start, Nintendo tried to advertise a bit more its uh, portability feature, not its dock feature. Like, I, of all the ads I saw at the beginning, I always saw it being picked up, moved around, and like on like a table, playing like that one-two-switch game and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I personally think they'll be making this a bit more into a, Portable console, you know, have an emphasis on that, and they'll be and they'll probably, you know, even help try the Switch Lite even more. Basically, put a bigger emphasis to the Switch Lite. Because I know lots of people for the Switch Lite, and I'm actually surprised, because I was like, oh, 
I've always played mine in dock, so you know. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I, I I rarely play it. Well, not rarely. Now that school's back on, I've been using it a bit more um in portable. But also there are a lot of people like who bought the Switch Lite who I didn't even realize. Like uh my one friend, I didn't even know he had a Switch at all or anything, but apparently he has a Switch Lite. So definitely a bunch of people bought them and uh if Nintendo releases a Switch XL, there's probably going to be a lot of people who also buy that one. Especially since it's also been longer since the original Switch came out. And uh, people are looking for something a bit newer. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it'd be really cool if like, you could add the Switch Lite to your other Switch, like your dock Switch, you know what I mean? Because then like, yeah, you, could use cool. that, like the, you could use that like a Wii U gamepad. Like a controller, if you'd like, right? That would I mean, be I, really cool. Because then I think you could have the Wii U features and the Switch. I think that'd be kind of cool because the Wii wasn't necessarily a bad console. It was a bit bulky, but like the Switch Lite's pretty thin. I think that'd be actually pretty cool if we could manage to hook that up as a controller and use it to play. Not to mention, like you could use it for games like Mario Kart with the map mm-hmm. on there, just like they did for the Wii U. Like they could make so many more games with that if they just allowed. Switch Lite to connect to the Switch itself. Uh, in fact, I would even maybe buy one for that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's an idea I've never heard before. But uh, that sounds really interesting, and that's definitely something that people would do. I think, yeah, people would buy more Switch Lights if Nintendo did something like that. Yeah, uh, and more. I wonder if Switch. they thought of that. <laughs> I mean, I should maybe suggest it to them. Maybe get a few bucks from them, but. I thought that a while ago, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to implement anytime soon, but I really wish they did. So I think that's a would be a cool idea, just even the yeah, extra feature. The Wii U is a pretty good console. It's just mm-hmm. Nintendo is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think the marketing issue was one of them, and the 3DS competing with them, because the only game that like, the top 10 games on the Wii U, pretty much all of them, the 3DS had as well, uh, ported onto there, like an equivalent game. So there just wasn't very much reason to buy one if you had a 3DS, right? So, plus the Wii U. Yeah. Why would you name back your old console, man? That just, just confuses everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have anything else to add, Brother7? Uh, no. Alright, so, um, the next topic we have here, guys, is, um, Casual games in quarantine because in quarantine, the whole bunch of really cha- casual games have risen really high in the charts on Switch, Twitch, Animal streaming. Crossing. <laughs> yeah, Animal Crossing, the chess, like virtual chess. Chess was at one point trending on Twitch, Fall Guys, and Among Us. Among Us has, has been like a, it's been released in 2018 and it's just been found out. It's like a diamond in the dirt. It's great. I know. So, um, at I just. School- Everyone has Among Us on their phone. That's like the lunchtime thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, um, I've been playing it um, with my friends on Switch because my one friend, he's really high on Overwatch on Switch. So it takes a while for us to find games. So we're always like, well, let's get an hour queue time. May as well play Among Us when we wait. So, <laughs> you know, exactly. we, we've been doing that. It's just a quick game that's easy to play. Don't even worry about leaving. So casual. So just wondering, why do you think casual games have been rising so much during quarantine? And why? how do you think this is impacting the gaming? 
Well, especially in March, lots of people weren't working. Well, in April, like when Animal Crossing came out, lots of people weren't working. There are still people who aren't working now, but obviously the unemployment rates have gone way down, which is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in Canada and the States. So, uh, at, at least we know that, uh, the countries, the economies are doing good again, sort of, but mm -hmm. that's aside the point. Uh, back in April, when Animal Crossing came out, Nintendo also sold a ton of Switches because everyone wanted to play Animal Crossing because everyone was off work. What else do they do? Well, we want to play Animal Crossing, right? And uh, yeah. I think that was sort of like starting the trend. Since then, people have just, more people have been getting games and playing games and especially things like among us when people are just like we were at home for a really long time we had to like video chat our friends and stuff so when mm. you're video chatting and you have access to all your like electronics and devices and stuff people were always looking for new sorts of games that they were able to play together online mm -hmm. and uh, among us is definitely one of those things that fits perfectly into that category And it's a really fun group game. And you don't have to meet with your friends in person. Although now, people are able to play it in person. And uh, it's even even more amazing. Yeah, I mean, I would also agree with that. I think it's a huge social aspect. Because, you know, everyone has so much time now. At least at the beginning. So everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get into like, this esports competitive game. Oh my goodness, is that like a huge league over it? You know, that's a bit very daunting to do, especially since many of these more advanced games, you don't have tutorials to ease them in. I think it was someone called Rakuta on YouTube. He does a video, does a video series, and it's like how games are like for a non-gamer. And like some of this stuff, like just assuming there's a run button, because we gamers, we just find, okay, is this the run button? Is this the run button? We just keep try pressing buttons until we figure out what's a run button. As you figure, there is one. Whereas non-gamers, they don't think that way. Like, So I think do think the casual games did help a lot of people ease into games, which is really good because that's a whole new market for games. It's always it's yeah. already rising quite a bit. And I would also agree with the social aspect in that people are bored at home and they want to play with their friends. Like half the time I'm like, how do I get a game? It's because I have a friend who has it and I want to play with them a bit, you know? So I do think people are like, oh, wow, you have this game that's fun and casual. I'm not the best at games, so sure, I'll try it out. Perfect, I'll do it. And then they really enjoy it. And that's really good because not only do they get to talk to their friend and enjoy some time with them, they have fun with this new game. And there's these games supposed yeah. to have been around in person for quite some time, like Mafia and um, Space Team, which is a game you and me like to play quite often in person, right? Oh, I love Space oh, Team. <laughs> yeah, guys, shout out to Space Team. If you guys want to download it, just search it up. And on the App Store, and it's really fun to play with friends. Um, yeah, but these games have always been pretty popular in person, but now that you can't play them in person, like board games and all that stuff, it's really been rising to them being that, but in video games now. So I do think this is a good thing for video games because it's going to help get more people in the video game industry, which will help make more money, so more games, which is always a good thing. And yeah, it helps people ease into games, so maybe they'll get into better different games. Do you have anything else? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, we did spend a lot of time covering uh, 3D All-Stars. And uh, now that we've had the chance to play it, do you just want to give your, like, uh, some of your, like, best moments so far, favorite things to play, you know, just a uh, personal aspect of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite thing to play so far has been Sunshine. Um, I've been really enjoying that game, playing through it again. And I do think this is a very fun game to just run through. I do find it a bit frustrating sometimes as I'm very bad at the game, so I always fall into this water and then I have to go back slowly to the beginning. So I wish it's a bit sweeter in that way. Uh, I'm sure you don't have that problem, Evan. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I still that, have that problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I bet I have it worse now. <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. But um, it's, it's been really fun so far. I've just been enjoying the... Uh, 64 and how glitchy it is because it's like oh my goodness like this used to be such a quality game back in the day and you know can tell it's aged quite a bit <laughs> now because i know personally when i first played it when i was like four or five years old right i was like oh my goodness this is the best game ever like i didn't remember half of this game being so hard and now that i'm like you know my age currently and i'm playing this game i'm like my goodness this game is a lot worse than i remember so i'm a bit disappointed about it <laughs> but it's still a good game you know so kind of like a bear street relationship there um i guess i'll let you give your two cents about personality of it too if you want well uh as far as just playing the game and like running it a bit i've really been enjoying playing uh sunshine it's really nice having it on official hardware it's not lagging at all and stuff and i can play it wherever i want to go so i've been playing a lot of sunshine getting better at it and hopefully I can actually get a good time in a run by doing uh by just playing it a bit more. I've only done one run before. My time was just over three hours. <laughs> but um, I, I should be close to being able to get a sub two hour time, which is awesome. And uh, for Super Mario 64, uh, I've just been playing the game casually because, of course, I've only ever done a 16 star, like some 16 star runs of the game. So I've never really gotten the chance to do uh, get some more of the stars and explore a little bit. And uh, it's a really fun, casual game. It can be pretty annoying sometimes, and some things are not easy to figure out necessarily. But um, I have been having a lot of fun just trying working my way through casually playing SM64 for the first time. And uh, even though it has aged a lot, it's pretty fun. I have to say yeah. it's pretty fun, and I'm sure, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of all the glitches and everything, uh, the next generation playing it is also going to love it. Although they're probably going to love some of the other games a bit more, because Super Mario 64 is a bit difficult. <laughs> it's yeah. still a really good game, but it, sure. it's more challenging than the other two. Mm -hmm. Just like Sunshine is more challenging than Galaxy. Still working on getting 120 stars as Mario, so I haven't actually gotten to do any speed runs of <laughs> any percent Luigi runs yet. But uh, you know, I'm working on it. I'm I have like 98 stars, I think. So almost there. <laughs> almost, almost. So um, I'm actually gonna do something so a bit off the uh, schedule. Usually we have a few topics, guys, that we discuss what we're gonna talk about before we do this, so that we're not just like off the whim here. But actually, I just wanted to announce, guys, that um, BlizzCon this year, so that's like a place where Blizzard does all their announcements for their games and stuff like that. It's going to make Overwatch, a whole bunch of different games, StarCraft, all these games, right? 
Um, they're actually doing it online right now, and it'll be on February, and they're going to be revealing a whole bunch of information about Overwatch 2 then. We haven't heard anything about Overwatch 2 since the announcement, which was last year. This will be really great because a lot of people are mad at Blizzard because they're like, oh my goodness, it's been a year and no new info about Overwatch 2. Well, we finally have a date about where more info will be. So it's around sometime in February, I think the 19th, roughly. It'll be online. And uh, yeah, so we'll be excited to hear about that. And once it's done, we, I will we'll be covered here on the news. So stay tuned if you awesome. hear more of that as soon as that gets released. Um, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I yeah. didn't know what, I didn't actually know exactly about what was happening with that. I didn't know you mentioned it, but yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if I mentioned this before or not, but I was like, I think I should mention it because I thought of it during the podcast. So I was like, I'll remember it at the end. So, um, yeah, as I just said, this is the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will have another episode next week on the Bubble Club podcast. Uh, thank you, Two Evan, weeks. for. Yeah, two weeks, sorry. My bad there. Thank you, Evan, for joining me. And yeah, I will see you guys all later. Bye. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel at EEVAN10 on YouTube. That's EEVAN10 on YouTube. You can also find my Twitch channel with the same username. And don't forget to go subscribe to BoombiQ as well. 